The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. What does the universe hold and hide? Where do we come from? And where are we headed? Why were old texts not included in the Bible, and some were removed? Was it censorship? What is the difference between religion and spirituality? What does consciousness play in all of this? What does science say when string theory and membrane theory both suggest that parallel dimensions very probably exist? When modern science estimates that the amount of quote-unquote normal matter visible to humans is less than 5% of the cosmos, and quantum entanglement theory shows that two particles can be connected despite being light years apart, are we entering an era when science can explain psychic and supernatural phenomena? We'll explore the collision of science, the universe, and the supernatural unknown and probe the physical existence of quote-unquote gods from other dimensions, realities, and times. The myths, stories, history, science, and the psychic phenomena beyond the limits of the five senses. We'll also look at a variety of explanations for the mysteries of the known and unknown universe, including the origins of humanity, alien visitors, channeling, intuition, healing energies, psychic connections, heavenly messengers, miracles, out-of-body experiences, meditation, shamanism, spiritualism, and the future of humanity. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, Rebounders, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. A theologian, historian, and musician, Jim Willis earned his bachelor's degree from the Eastman School of Music and his master's degree from Andover Newton Theological School. He has been an ordained minister for over 40 years. And directly from South Carolina, a veteran of this program is back, Jim Willis. Hello, Jim, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Mel, Mel it's good to, good to see you. I mean, well, to talk to you. Uh, um, it's been a long time. A lot's happened since we last talked. The world has uh, undergone a, a major shift, hasn't it? It really has. And uh, by the way, let me just, I want to discuss this first, kind of to break the ice. You said when... You retired, and you retired with an agenda, and you said, quote, Okay, God, it's you and me, no structures, no restrictions, no theology, no holes barred, 24 hours a day. You are my only passion. You say that you, you like a challenge, bring it on. Like Jacob of old who wrestled with God, I had one prayer on my lips. I will not let you go until you bless me. Imagine my surprise when in a totally unexpected way, God answered and did just that. End quote. What exactly do you mean? Wow. Well, when I retired, uh, I'm I'm 76 now, and I retired when I was 62 um, from Christian ministry. 
And all my life I had been uh, talking about God, talking about religion. Um, not only was I a pastor, but I was also a college professor teaching world religions. And uh, it was always talking about, it was always lecturing, it was always an academic study. And when I first got into ministry, oh, it was back when I was 21, 22 years old, so I'm talking about 1971, 72, something like that. When I first got into ministry, I, I, I kind of expected that what I would find when I became pastor of the church was a, a group of like-minded people who were um, looking for spiritual growth and growing together. And it wasn't like that. Being a pastor of a church nowadays is it's just like a business. You know, you've always got to worry about the next thing and you've got to worry about growth and you've got to worry about how to pay the bills and money raising and all that kind of stuff. And pretty soon, 40 years goes by, and you realize the very thing that brought you into the ministry in the first place, you never experienced. So by the time I was ready to retire, I I, I said, okay, that's, that's it. Um, a lot of uh, retired ministers become part-timers. You know, it's, it's kind of fun. Churches need a supply pastor. They need somebody to come in and preach on a Sunday. And you get to kind of bask in your, you know, glory days and bring out your best sermons and all that kind of stuff. I, I just wasn't for that. It wasn't for me at all. Before I die, I had to experience um, that kind of spiritual feeling. And I don't say religious feeling. I'm definitely not using that word. I That kind of spiritual feeling, that connection with the other. Um, uh, up where I used to live in New England, they, the Native Americans called it uh, Manitou. Or in India, uh, it's Brahman. Um, I call it now the source. I'm not comfortable using the word God because when I say God, I mean something quite a bit different than what most people do when they say God. So I needed to experience that. And I even had a, a, a verse in my mind, a Bible verse in my mind that, and you just quoted it. I will not let you go until you bless me. Uh, that, that comes from the Old Testament uh, book of Genesis, the Hebrew scriptures in Genesis. Uh, Jacob and Esau were brothers and they had had a big fight and uh, um, Jacob had to flee for his life and so he flew, he, he went north, he traveled north to get away from his brother up into what we now call Turkey, Anatolia probably. Uh, the birthplace where Abraham was born and where now Gobekli Tepe stands and all this came up in that area. But finally he, he he came back and he had had 12, 12 sons who later became the 12 tribes of Israel. His name was changed from Jacob to Israel. But it happened that night uh, before they were supposed to meet. Uh, Jacob, his name was still Jacob. It hadn't been changed to Israel yet. Uh, he was uh, worried about how he was going to be received by his brother. And so he was up doing what we all do when we're nervous in the middle of the night. He was pacing up and down. He was outside, of course. He was camping. He was on one side of the river. His brother was on the other side of the river. They had no idea what was going to happen. And so in the middle of the night, the Bible says the strangest thing. He saw somebody, a, a, a man standing there before him. And so they began to wrestle together. Why? I don't know. But as the dawn broke in the morning and uh, Jacob uh, was just about the end of himself, he realized that he had been wrestling with God. And he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. 
And Jacob's name was changed at that moment. God, the Bible says that God changed his name to Israel, which means he wrestles with God. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to come out here and wrestle with God. Um, <laughs> I would love to tell you a sequel to this story if we have time, because it, <laughs> it's really something. Um, a number of years ago, uh, I was asked to go to Cornwall in uh, in UK and uh, teach a seminar on the beginnings of world religions. And while I was in Cornwall, I had a wonderful time, did a lot of dowsing around the old uh, stone circles, and Cornwall is just such a rich, magical country. So after I finished and met some wonderful people who I'm still still friends with, and I still do long-distance Zoom conferences with them, I had to go up to this little town northwest of London, a town of called Fenny Compton. And the reason I had to go there was because my ancestors used to preach in a church there way back 1600s, 1500s. Um, I had a series of ancestors who were uh, my great, 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 I don't know how many other grandfathers uh, who were uh, clergy in the Church of England. And they used to preach in this little stone church that still stands, the original structure where they used to preach. Well, I had to go up there. There's no doubt about it. And I met the town historian and she took me in and I was able to stand in the pulpit where my ancestors preached. And when I stood in that pulpit just a couple of years ago, I stood in that pulpit and I looked at the stained glass windows that were in that church, the same ones that my ancestors looked at way back when. And one of them was a depiction of Jacob wrestling with God saying, I will not let you go until you bless me. I couldn't believe it. I had no idea that was there. I had no idea what was going on. And yet that was the verse that was in my mind when I came here. Um, It it just made my hair stand up on it. And I want to tell you, it was really, really something. (laughs) So that's what I've been doing, coming out here to the woods. Came out here to the woods to wrestle with God for one year. So far it's been 13. And uh, it's, it's been wonderful. Great, great spiritual retreat. So I guess in the past two years, you haven't experienced too much of what we have experienced in the big cities, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, You know, it almost makes me feel guilty because we began to social distance uh, 13 years ago. I mean, we're we're living out here in the middle of the woods. I I wanted to get away. I I, I knew that for me, at least, um, if I was going to have any kind of um, meditation experience, if I was going to have any kind of... Uh, spiritual growth. I I just had to get away from the noise and the confusion, and the speed and the sound. Um, I had to get out here where I could literally meditate twenty four hours a day while I was doing my work, and uh, that's what we've been doing. Um, now, of course, I began to write about it, uh, especially when I began to have out of body experiences and when I got into dowsing and and found how to douse for earth energies and those kinds of things. Well, the it, it was a shamanic experience, basically, is what it was. I'm not claiming to be a shaman by any means, but it was a shamanic experience in that after years at this, I was able to go over to the other side and to see the other outside of this materialistic existence. But the shaman does this for a purpose. He doesn't just go over there to have a spiritual thrill. He goes over there to gather information and comes back to share. So I had to share. So I began to write books. 
And uh, I think now the last – I just turned two manuscripts into two different publishers that will be coming out this fall. And I think that makes like 19 so far, maybe 20, something like that. And the only problem is once you start writing books, you have to go talk about them. You want to. You want to share what you have to learn. You want to meet a, a greater audience who's interested in what you are. And so even here in the middle of the woods, I find myself fighting the battle because uh, I spend a lot of time, you know, online or communicating with people or talking about things. And it's really easy to fall back into the old trap again, you know, and, and to become – concerned about what I'm doing and, and see what's happening here and, uh, and enter back into the world, so to speak. And uh, it's very difficult to find that line. It really, really is. Well, I was reviewing three of your latest books, and I, I want to just try to, to make an amalgamation of all of them if we can in the next two hours. <laughs> and the first question that comes to mind, I'm very curious to ask you, in your opinion, what is the difference between religion and spirituality. When I was teaching uh, world religions, um, especially majoring in the in the big five, the three monotheistic religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and then Hinduism and Buddhism, but also in terms of uh, Confucianism and uh, and Taoism and all those, I was just amazed by the fact that almost every single one of them. Uh, the only exception is Hinduism and uh, began – every one of these religions began with a founder. And the only reason Hinduism is different is that it had many founders, not just one. And every one of those founders had a spiritual experience that was uh, – that, that duplicated the shamanic experience. Every one of them saw the other side. They had an experience where they – uh, they heard something, they saw something, they experienced something. Uh, Moses at the burning bush, Jesus going out into the wilderness and confronting the devil. Um, uh, Muhammad going out into his cave where he would meditate until the angel Gabriel came and said, write. And he dictated the Quran to him. Um, in terms of the Buddha, he sat under the bow tree and had to meet Mara, who was the Indian uh, uh, idea uh, equivalent of, of the devil. Um, every one of them had a spiritual experience that was involved in what I call the shamanic experience. And I think it was real. And that is what I call spirituality. It's actually personally by yourself, no middle people experiencing the other side. Religion is what follows after. Religion is invented by the followers of the founders who begin to establish rules and dogmas and, and doctrines and all those kind of things. And they build this great wall and they think they're preserving the original experience of the founder, but they're not. They're, they're capsulating it. And usually they find themselves saying, we're right, you're wrong, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and so when I use the word religion, uh, I, I'm, I'm just really dissatisfied with what religion has come. I wonder if Moses or Jesus or Muhammad or any of these people, Buddha, were to come back and look what we have done to their original insight. Uh, I think they would be appalled, just simply appalled. I really do. So that's the difference to me between spiritualism, spirituality rather, and, and religion. Spirituality is the God-given experience of the divine. Religion is 
what human beings have built. I respect everyone's beliefs. If anybody wants to go to a church, yeah. temple, yeah. Uh, sure. you know, it's their choice. At the same time, let's pick on certain Christian megachurches where the pastor oh, yeah. owns multiple Ferraris, multi-million dollar homes, and there's some yeah. people who are poor who's, who yeah. give them the money that they don't have. I don't yeah. understand how that is not an oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I recently did a, uh, I, I wrote a three volume, a, a trilogy about the rise of ego and narcissism in our society and pathology because we see so much of it. We see it in religion. We see it in politics. Uh, we see it in science. We see it in medicine. These people who come, yeah, I've got the thing. And in, in this trilogy, um, one of the, the, uh, the, the third book in the trilogy is based on the legend of Snow White. And I can't help but think of these, some of these modern megachurches and these, uh, um, you know, evan televangelists and everything else. They remind me of the wicked queen who gets up every day and looks into her mirror. They turn on the computer. It's the same thing. She looked into the mirror. They look into their computer screen and they say, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest? of them all and then they look to see how many how much money they brought in how many people joined up or in some cases um, how many people read my website <laughs> now it's getting personal isn't it for me um, you know how many how many people responded to my latest youtube video and all this kind of stuff it's it's just ego run amok and it's be, it becomes first of all narcissistic and then it becomes pathology and uh, that's what's going on in the world today. We don't know how to say enough. And uh, to think that somehow in the name of, well, in the case that you just mentioned in Christianity, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we can uh, talk about all these things that we're talking about out there and just totally turn his, his whole teaching upside down and say, we're doing this in Jesus' name. Come on. I mean that's ridiculous. My my ultimate lately was I, I heard a mega um, a televangelist uh, a couple of months ago who was um, very much involved in not only the religious right the political right and he stands up there in the name of Jesus delivering a sermon that goes out on YouTube so everybody can see it and he said keep your Bibles open and your guns loaded. I just can't imagine what that man is going to have to face when he finishes this life and realizes how far astray he's gone. It's a, it, 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 it's just appalling to me, just appalling. And your wallet's open too. He probably said oh, that. Oh yeah. Off the yeah. <laughs> I remember right. Arthur C. Clarke said once the greatest tragedy in mankind's entire history may be the hijacking of morality by religion. Can someone yeah. be spiritual without being religious? Oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, I don't think you can be spiritual unless you are not religious. Uh, religiosity, I think, is a, a slippery slope that just leads one way. Now, I'm I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm not saying that because I think in every religion, in every church, in every synagogue, in every mosque, mosque um, if you look into your own well, I call him the software. I take that from Joseph Campbell, the mythologist, who said that uh, God is the hardware, the computer, and all these different religions are software. Every one of those software programs will work, 
they don't speak to each other very well. But every one of those things will work if you go into it and keep your mind open. I still call myself a Christian. It's just that I'm a totally different kind of Christian than I ever was before. Uh, I think in Christianity, you can find all the fantastic metaphors you need to lead you. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.